Hey everyone, welcome back to the Double Click Podcast. Today we're going to talk about being vulnerable. Alright, so I feel like we kind of need to give some clarification on this one. Like, number one, I struggle to pronounce or spell the word vulnerable, right? So I'm probably going to use the word just being open the rest of the Thanks for being vulnerable with that. Well, I was being being open to you and honest and revealing my soul to you. But before we get there and kind of what what, what gets on this topic a little bit is, um, and this is one that's interesting because I keep going back to this over the years. Um, And I know some of it's like the culture I was brought up in, but I keep going back to trying to find the idea of privacy in scripture. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because it's almost like it's a topic nobody wants to talk about. Like nobody wants to dig in and ask the question of, so where is this idea of privacy or hadn't having a hidden personal life, mm-hmm. um, having different areas and things. And it gets really difficult because there's like, there's kind of the modesty appropriate side of it, like talking about like finances or uh, intimate details of a marriage, things right. of that nature. But there's also this aspect of like, I'm just going to cut the world off right. from this person's life in an unhealthy way. And so when you look in scripture, as we kind of dive into this, most of the time when scripture is talking about things that are hidden, it's referencing uncovering hidden sin. Mm-hmm. And so it's this idea that even though you're trying to hide it, it's eventually going to be revealed. Right. And that's going to be the end of it, which brings us into today when we're talking about being vulnerable, which came from our part three when we were talking about redemption. Um, that's something that we as believers really do a bad job of. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. like when you think about the way the pressure we feel like when we walk into the church building, we feel like we need to portray that we're joyful and everything's okay. Yeah. And we have somewhat of a good motive behind it, but at the same time, it doesn't allow us to be open and to really dive in and be vulnerable with each other. Yeah. Well, we have, you know, in Christ, we have the freedom to be vulnerable. A lot of times we look at that as, okay, so if I'm a Christian, I'm I'm a believer, I'm following Christ, life has to be sunshine, everything has to be great, I have to be smiling all the time. In reality, as a follower of Christ, that opens us up to the freedom to go, hey, I need to walk with another brother or sister through something. I need to be vulnerable to them to tell them what I'm going through uh, because I because of Christ in my life. I have yeah. the freedom to do that. And so it's really not a, a, a mask to put on or a guard to put up to go, I'm a believer. I have to have portray a certain way. As a believer, we should be genuinely joyful, yeah. but we should also be genuinely vulnerable to go, hey, I'm struggling and I need somebody to walk with me through something yep. because that... That gives God glory as well. Right. And there and there's an underlying pride issue behind it, right? Yeah. Like we don't want to admit that we have a struggle, that we did something wrong, that we messed up. Um and like I know like the weird game I play is like when it comes to me admitting failure, I'm really good at imme- admitting the stuff that doesn't matter. Mm. Whoops, I dropped that. Or you know what? I just and, and it's funny because it's always like I struggle with anger. Right, because you feel like you say that one, and it can be true, and it can be really relevant, but it's almost like you're checking the vulnerability and honesty card with other believers, mm-hmm. but it's a thing that we kind of go like, oh, well, yeah, everybody gets angry. Like, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. I almost, always feel like when I say that, 
it started to become a self check on myself within my own brain that like, I don't know how to process if I'm really struggling with anger or if I'm using that as like my cop out for it. Yeah. Right? And, we'll, and we'll kind of dive into some levels of that, yep. but you're right. A lot of that it's, Hey, I struggle with anger. Well, guess what? I already, already see you get angry. I already know that you're not revealing anything. <laughs> That's not very vulnerable of you to tell me something that I, that I already see. So I think a lot of times we, we default or the easiest course of action is that, kind of what people already know, but it, it feels a little vulnerable, but it's just a, yeah. hey, let me, let me tell you a little something that you may or may not already know. But really what we're talking about is going deeper than that. Yeah, and, and when we get into this, because we're going to look at the levels mm-hmm. of vulnerability, the first caveat we got to throw in here before we get to that is understanding the audience and when and what's appropriate. Because there is this reality we live in a fallen, broken world. Um, we're all trying to to figure out, figure out this Christian walk. We're all trying to grow. And so we want to protect each other, but we want to be there for each other. And so there is this aspect of audience of Mm -hmm. who are you pouring out to? Who are you being transparent with? Who are you being vulnerable with? Which brings us to kind of a two-sided coin here, because you do need to be selective in who you're sharing things with. Right. And one of the ways I see what I would call over vulnerability is when people share struggles and deepness just with everybody. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, any setting you're in, this person's talking about the heaviness of what's going on and what ends up happening is instead of them, and and sometimes it's used as a defense mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're going to share your struggle with borderline strangers so that you can check that box, but you never are close. You're not close enough to them that they're going to hold you accountable to it. Right. And so we use it as a, we use it as a, and I mean, I, I know I do that at times. It's like, I'll use it as a like, oh, well, you know, I've I've shared with other believers, but that's not deep walking through life. Right. And then on the other side of the coin, you have, you know, you want to make sure depending on what your struggle is, you're sharing with an appropriate audience. Mm-hmm. You're not leading someone else or making them uncomfortable to a point where they're like, ah, right. you know. Right. Well, and I think, too, the, the point of sharing is not shock value. It's not... Uh, to put that other person, and we'll talk about this a little bit later maybe, is not to put that other person where their jaws just drop going, oh my gosh, what do I do with this? The hope would be as you're picking your audience to go, okay, this is someone that uh, it's it's appropriate, whether it's male or female, what, I, yep. what I'm sharing, yep. kind, of, kind of going along those lines. But also, too... Maybe this person has had some victory over the thing that I I want to share the share with them, and they yep. can they can help. There's a practical helping element to this. It isn't just me laying a heavy burden at someone's feet, going, "Hey, what do I do with this?" Or just know this about me. It's going, "Okay, I'm going to go talk to so and so because I know they've walked through this. I know they've struggled with this, and maybe they've had victory over it. And I know that they're prayer warriors, yeah. and they'll walk beside me, or they have free time, or they've come to me and said, "Hey, if you ever need anything." So that's those are the kind of the guardrails that we need to pick our audience, not just uh, you know opening up a, a Rolodex and whoever you land on, going okay, I'm going to share this with them because I think that that really doesn't push us or, or steer us towards uh, resolving. Because a lot of times when we're when we're vulnerable and we're sharing things, it's there's a sin in our life that we need to correct. Yep. There's an action step that we need to take or something that we need to avoid, and part of that sharing is to lead us to whatever that action is that makes us closer to the Lord and makes us uh, better. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it makes us more healthy. And yeah. so just sharing for sharing's sake is not always great. We need to have some action that comes out of that sharing, and that action comes out of picking the appropriate audience. Absolutely. And I think 
one of the realizations I've had, because I mean, I think, you know, like the, the COVID season and everything is like, okay, does, are we going to house church? You know, mm-hmm. what's going on? And one of the processings that kind of check the box on our roles as pastors is I feel like there's a lot of times people are at a point where they're so far from the Christian community or they've been in the Christian community so long and they've been, they've played the game. Yeah. That they don't know. When you ask the question of who you're going to share with, all of a sudden you draw this blank. Mm-hmm. And that's where, when you have a pastor who has an office that you can schedule to meet with, that's a lot of times when you see people begin to re-engage, and that's your in route. And so it's been a piece for me to know that, like, hey, based on the role God's called me to, people can come in and they can sit down, and they'll be willing to cross that bridge with an appropriate audience. Mm-hmm. But the friction point every single time, no matter where we're at, and I think that's one of the things you always have in your mind is, do you really want to change? Do you really want to deal with yeah. it? Do you really want to move past it? Yeah. Um, do you want to, and because, I mean, even if it's something you didn't do, if we're talking, taking it out of a your sin category, mm-hmm. if it's something someone did to you that you're yeah. wrestling with, the do you want to move past it means do you want to deal with it? Mm-hmm. And that's hard. That's tough. Well, and the, and the going back to the pride issue, you know, the toothpaste is out of the tube at that point, right? right. You, you've shared something with someone that you can't unshare, they can't unhear, right. and there's a risk in that, and we've talked about that. There is a there is a, that risk to share to move forward. Yeah, and I think that's one of those, once again, as we dive into this, understanding with all relationships there's risk, mm-hmm. and with all relationships except for your relationship with God, because God's not going to sin against you, people are going to make mistakes, but on the other side of that coin, it is so much more worth it to work through those, mach- those mistakes to have those relationships. Mm-hmm. Like you absolutely want those. And so the punchline at the end of this really is going to be who are the two or three people that you're walking through life with on a deep sharing level that you can be vulnerable with? Do mm-hmm. you have those people? How do you go about getting those people? But before we get there, let's look at these steps that we have. Mm-hmm. And so, Justin, you want to share the first one? Yeah, we've we've talked about the the first one, which is picking your audience. Uh, step two is, you know, let's identify our sharing level. Um, so we have a couple of levels that that we've kind of identified yeah. that we think work. Um, with the first one being, you're at the surface level. So the people in your life, they're only going to see and know what's on the outside. They they don't get any glimpses to the inside behind your walls or who you who you really are. So that's the surface level. The next one is what we call the shallow level. So only a small and usually non uh, only small and non risky info is usually what's being shared to either one person or a very small yep. group of people that you kind of feel safe with and you know okay well, I can I can kind of get away with this and they won't really dive deeper into anything. So that shallow. And then kind of the goal in all of this, the the level that we all really want to be at for, you know, maximum health in our relationships and as in growing with the Lord is the sharing level. So we're appropriately an open book. Going back to what we've already kind of started yep. with that appropriateness and, and what we've kind of the guardrails we put around that, we're appropriately an open book. So we understand that the things that we're struggling with and the things that we've had victory over those things, as we share appropriately, those can point people to a closer relationship or to a relationship with Christ. And we know that our story can be used for His glory. So, again, the three levels, surface, shallow, and sharing. Yeah, and when we say these, like I think as, as you're sitting here talking through this, I think I realize a unrealistic pressure we like we as pastors put on people when we're talking about mm. diving deep in your faith. Mm-hmm. 
is a lot of times what we'll say or what you hear is this expectation that you're not even in the pool yet. Mm-hmm. You might not know how to swim. I jump in the deep end. Right. And so that's a big leap. So understand where we're, we're talking about these levels. There needs to be a realization within you. Like name the, the audience and the level right there. Like in yeah. your head, just pick it and go, okay, this is where I'm at. And for some people listening, it might be, man, I'm, I'm just surface with everybody. Yeah. And if you recognize that, then you go, okay, you're not going to go jump in the deep end. What you're going to do is pick a couple people and say, all right, well, let me let me just wade into the shallow, yeah. right? You know, it's like that uh, when, when you know, y- your kids drag you to the pool to go swimming and they cannonball in like, oh, it feels great. And then yeah. you stick a toe in and you're like, nah. Yeah. Like you got to take your time to get in. Yeah. And it's a process. It's a skill. And like we were talking earlier, we're born really kind of just being open and trusting. Mm-hmm. And figuring out the world around us. As we grow up, we learn to be guarded. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of us, we have trained ourselves, all of us, we've trained ourselves to be crazy guarded. Yeah, you, you want to see ultimate vulnerability, look at a two-year-old, right? They'll walk around naked or they'll tell you what's in their diaper. You know, they have they have no issues. But no as, filter. No filter. <laughs> yep. But as we, you're right, as we grow up, whether that's parents or just friends, or our careers, or whatever. Yep. We we kind of are told, hey, you can't, you know, save face. Don't let people see that side of you. Don't let people know that you can't do this. And and one of the things too, and this is a, I've used this with other people. I've abided by this, but I absolutely hate it, and I feel convicted that I've done this. But it's the phrase, fake it till you make it, right? Like that's one of those things. Like don't be vulnerable and let people know. That maybe you 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 don't feel like you can do this. You got to fake it and just have the have the quote unquote confidence. And I understand the sentiment behind that. Like we, you know, sometimes you just have to muscle up and go. Okay, I got to step into this and do it. But I think that's what the world teaches. Is it's a mm. hey, put this mask on, build this wall up, fake it till you make it, and and just get after it and don't and don't be vulnerable. Don't don't cry about it. Right? Yeah, and and I think that's the thing is like that phrase is intended to be a motivator it well it's a it's a motivator in the context of the only way you're going to learn how to do it is to experience it right Mm -hmm. like that's what that means it's like you're going to be uncomfortable and it's helping you get through the uncomfort that's comfort to learn how to do something but we'll take that idea and go we can't be real with people so we basically pull the intent of that phrase to a completely different place and we apply it in different ways you don't even have to know that phrase but you know the application in your mind is well that tells me that i have to look the part Mm-hmm. before I have to be the part, mm-hmm. which creates a fakeness and a falseness within us. Mm-hmm. And so as you're looking at these steps and you're going surface, shallow, or sharing deeply, like understand that is a process and a retraining of your mind. Mm-hmm. It is a practical, discipline-oriented skill that you've got to relearn. And so the goal of the end of this is not necessarily for you to go grab somebody and say, hey, you're going to be my best buddy accountability partner and let me dump my guts. Okay, mm-hmm. that's... That, that, on the other hand, is uh, uh, not how relationships grow deeper. Right. Right. That's how uh, somebody goes, <laughs> and I have no idea what to do with this, right? Yeah. Um, and so what you really want to do is you want to think through and process through, okay, who can I begin to test the waters with in some way? And mm-hmm. so what you're going to do is you're going to sit down, and let's just say you realize that you're surface, like you only really have this level. Is One, you have to have the self-awareness to know what's in the shallow. And sometimes that means you're going to go sit down with somebody, you're going to join a Bible study, you're going to begin to ask questions 
that dig into that. I mean, when you look at a normal Bible study that has those questions, somebody who's surface, and I'll struggle with this in the season, somebody who's surface, who knows how to answer those Bible study questions, it gets really hard to go from surface to even shallow, mm-hmm. to dive a little bit deeper. But if there's a lot of times the same question can be asked and it can go very, very deep because you've learned how to look deeply within yourself. And so mm-hmm. some of that processing is being around other believers to learn how to ask the questions. Yeah, and I think in a relationship regard, you know, you can look at like root systems. So for a plant or for a tree, yeah. if if the root is just on the surface, that plant, it doesn't take much for that plant to, to get blown away or to, you know, die. If it's shallow, they're, they're grounded a little bit more. But if they have deep roots, if they go down deeply, then that bond with the ground, that bond with the earth is strong. And I think the same way in our relationships that if we can get to places with people that the roots the roots go down deep, it, it, it allows a freedom and a permission for both sides to go, hey, you walked with me through something, and now I need to walk with you through something, and going back and forth. And we have deeper, stronger, better, healthier relationships yeah. because those roots are deep. If you're that person that's constantly in the Bible study group, I'm just going to keep it on the surface, you are going to look around at some point going, I have no deep relationships with anybody, and no one really knows me, and I feel like I can't really know them. Yep. And that's probably going to cause distance to start wedging itself in between you and the group or you and friends, and, and ultimately that's that's going to lead to you know, just distance that's not good. And so dive in, go deep, learn to get there, whether that's, you know, and that's going to be a different pacing for other people. We're not saying cannonball into the deep end, yeah. but also know, hey, I've been on the surface for 14 years with this person. Well, that's a really long process to try to, to try to grow deeper. So that's why we're asking you to assess where are you currently at in your relationships and with these people. Do you have that appropriate audience? And if you do, what level are you at with them? And let's work towards going deeper. Yeah. And so let's back up a little bit because you were saying that and I was just starting to process through the application of like an individual that's stuck at surface within their relationships within the Christian community, mm-hmm. right? Th- that's somebody that quits a Bible study quickly. Like they don't have time for this mm-hmm. because why? It's not, it's not being effective because mm-hmm. they're not diving in, which backs us up to even a further question of, well, let's ask this. Between you and God... God knows everything. Like his his side's covered, mm-hmm. right? He knows you deeply more than you know yourself. But where are you at in conversations with him? Mm-hmm. Are you at a surface level in your walk with God? Are you shallow? You know, you kind of get into it a little bit, but you're not talking about the heavy stuff. Or are you, God, look into my heart and spill your guts and this is how I feel and here's what I'm struggling with? Because I think that's a predecessor to being able to share with those one or two other believers on a deep level. Like if you're not having that conversation with God, yeah, then you're not, you're not going to have it with anybody else. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. If you've already dealt with God with it and you know, his stance on it, Hey, this is, this is sin. This is bad. This is whatever, but I've, you've worked it out with God. Then I think yep. that gives you that permission to go, okay, now I need to work it out with man. Right. I need to have yep. somebody to walk through and hold me accountable to these things that I'm facing. But you're a hundred percent right, Matt. If we don't, have those conversations with the Lord. You know, I don't know that we can even start with. No, you can't start with with, with people. With people. And yep. even and even if you try to start with someone, if you if you're walking with a a mature, healthy believer, I'm going to say 100 percent of the time they're going to go. Well, you need to go to God with that. Oh, absolutely. And then we can walk through this together. Yep. It's like they're going to point you yep. back. 
to dealing with God with that situation. And so, I mean, like, as we're, we're closing this season, you want a practical, like, you want your immediate takeaway. And, like, there's a recognition of, like, man, I, I, and this goes back to that community aspect. It really does. Is It's that continuous question of do you have a couple people you're diving deep, walking through life with? The predecessor to that is are you diving deep in your relationship with God? Like, yeah. are, you, are you moving in that direction? And when I talk about deep, I'm not talking about a... Uh, I have all the answers, seminary knowledge, yeah. deep. I'm talking about in a connection level deep with God. Yeah, and and, and one thing I, I want to just say too before we sign off is, you know, the things that we share, our sharing needs to be prompted by God and by the Holy Spirit. Yep. And the goal of that sharing uh, should be that we are obeying that prompting within us. So we're not sharing for the sake of sharing or the sake of proving that we can be vulnerable we're sharing and we're being vulnerable. We're being open as an obedient response to the Lord leading in our lives. And we only know that leading in our lives by having a relationship with Him and growing deeper yeah. with Him. And so, again, it's not just, ooh, I got something shocking that I'm going to share and I'm going to share it. It's a God is working in me because I'm growing in my relationship with Him. He's working within me. And out of response to that, I'm going to be obedient and share and be vulnerable with my community that's around me. Yeah, and, and I want to give you a, a practical on that one, because as you, as you talked about that, it helped me articulate how I navigate appropriateness of sharing. Is there's a lot of times I'll be in a Bible study, or I'll be grabbing lunch with somebody, and we're sitting there talking, and the conversation's starting to get deeper, and I'll have something come into my mind mm-hmm. that I'm getting ready to share, and there'll be this, I, I can't describe it any other way, than there's this question mark in my spirit where I'm like, nope, I need to ask permission on that one. And so I'll have a prayerful conversation in my head right there. I was like, God, hey, do you want me to share this? Do you not want me to share this? And at that point, I go based on the feeling that I get and mm-hmm. trust that God's, even if I misheard, that God's going to honor that I right. that I asked. But you're you know? asking him to prompt that right. within you. And so as we close that down, we hope this was helpful. But here's here's kind of a walk away and a challenge, all right? Take some time today before God and just simply ask this question. God, what is something that I need to share with somebody, and who do I, who do I need to share it with? Um, for a lot of you out there who are married, I'll go ahead and tell you it's probably going to be your spouse. Mm-hmm. And there's your friction point right there. <laughs> like, you know it. You know there's things in your head where you're like, I don't know if I've let them know that's how I feel about this. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about feel about them. I'm talking about the thing you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. You know, because you get in a rhythm with your spouse, who's the person you're supposed to be closest to on this earth, to where your surface with them mm-hmm. like you're practically roommating through life in the house right it's easy just to talk right. about the schedule or the things that you need to do this week and not and then you, you're both exhausted so you go to bed exactly right? like but there yeah. are deeper things and ask the lord like you're saying what's that what, what are you stirring within me that i need to share yeah and so i think that's what we want you to do just like take some time sit with god and answer those two questions what do i need to share who do i need to share it with to help me both dive deeper in my relationship with with God and then also to begin to foster those walk-through-life depth relationships that we need. Well, we appreciate you listening. We hope this was helpful. We hope this helps you mentally focus on, think through, process through the things of God, and it drives you to Him and His Word. Once again, if you have any questions, you can email matt at richfork.com or justin at richfork.com. We thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.